Well, hey, welcome to the podcast. This summer, we're doing things a little bit different with the Loving God, Loving People podcast. We're going to have some different guests with us in periodic episodes with different people. You're going to really enjoy the different conversations we're having. This week, it's Father's Day week. And so we decided to share with you a panel of dads sharing wisdom. It's going to be a little longer than we typically have, but I really think you're going to enjoy it. It's from a conversation we had a a little while back, but we're just going to share the entire conversation with you. These dads are all-star dads. Not that there's a perfect dad out there. Uh, Look up to these guys. I know these guys. In fact, I just had lunch with one of them this week to get wisdom on parenting. You're really going to benefit from this. Hope you enjoy this special episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. So, hey, it is Father's Day weekend, and uh, I thought to myself, you know, there, there are thousands of dads that attend our church uh, who are the best. Who are the best dads that we could get some counsel from? And uh, those guys weren't available, so I got these guys instead. There you go. And uh, we just thought we would have a conversation, and uh, just to say it out loud, there are no perfect there are no perfect dads except for one, and that's our uh, our heavenly father. I was talking, I, so I got a teenager at home now. I was talking to a, an older dad the other day, and I was just talking about, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and maybe um, for some of you, when your kids were teenagers, you were just killing it, but I'm, I'm not. Um, and so I, I was talking to him, and he said, you know, in the Garden of Eden, you had the, the perfect parent, and you, which is God, and you had the perfect environment, which was the Garden of Eden, and the kids still rebelled. You know, and so he was like, just take it easy. It's 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 all grace. And so just thought we'd have a conversation today about maybe some things that we feel like we were getting right or got right. Maybe some mistakes we've made. And then with that, um, you know, just kind of help each other out. So let's kind of go down the row here to start. Maybe say your name and uh, how many how many kids you have and maybe give us give us the range because because some of you. Have a whole lot of a whole lot of kids. So, so name and how many kids you have, and the age ranges. And Matt, let's start with you. Uh, Well, my name is Matt, uh, and I have two two kids, uh, four and a one year old, a four year old boy named Coleman, and a one year old girl named Emma. Good. I'm Steve. I've got three kids: um, Kyle, Aaron, and Shannon. And the ranges are from 35, excuse me, 36 down to 31, and I've got 12 grandkids, and I won't give you all the names. I could. I won't do it uh, here in this Wait, setting. could you give names and ages? <laughs> I could and, give and I could <laughs> give names and ages. I could. Yeah, Kylie's 15. You know I'm not going to make you. Kylie's so. 15. She's the oldest. Cruz is four months. He's the youngest, and we got a bunch in between. So, yeah. <laughs> Big family. Yeah, yeah. So. Hey, I'm Dan, and uh, I've got two kids. Austin is 26, and Brittany is 24. And uh, two incredible grandkids. Uh, Lincoln is two, and Addie is four months. I'm Jeff Forney. I have five kids, uh, range age range from 29 to 13. Tyler, Holly, Rhea, Emery, Noah, the youngest, and one granddaughter, Jada. So quite a few kids. My quiver is full. <laughs> You, you did good. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I have a lot. <laughs> Quiver, for those of you who are not Robin Hood fans, they hold your arrows. So five, five is a quiverful. Quiver, five. 
Um, well, let's talk about this. So uh, kind of in different seasons. I mean, I've, I've got an 11-year-old and a 17-year-old, and uh, we just did um, defensive driving, defensive Ooh. maneuver driving, oh, where yeah. they get to slide around in, in your car. And yeah. so he got to take yeah. my car and, you know, slam on the brakes in a parking lot and go through cones. So that was fun. But anyway, I got an 11-year-old and a 17-year-old. Uh, Matt, you've got a couple of uh, younger kids. Uh, you're across the map. Yeah. 29 to 13. Yep. And then you guys have grown children. Yeah. Um, so, so let's just kind of kick this thing uh, around. Uh, and maybe let's start with uh, the guys with a little more wisdom. <laughs> or just, <laughs> a, or just <laughs> age. Just age. Uh, or, or they're just older. Yeah. Um, what, what's something that you look back on and you're like, we're going to talk about the other side of this in a minute. But what's something you look back on and, and you're like, you know what? I, I may have did some things wrong, but but we got this one right. And, and what's something you would just say, I, I got this one right and, and it, it just worked out really well. Is there something that comes to mind? Go for it. You want me to shoot Go first here? You start. Yeah. You start. Dan, I know your daughter. She works with the church. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. She is amazing. She is amazing. No, I, I mean, I, we've been blessed with two just incredible kids. And... Um, I mean, honestly, I, I I wish my wife were sitting up here when you say, what have you done right? Yeah. Because she she really just, I mean, is, is the glue to the family, right? And, you would and, say, and I, married I married her. I married her. I did one thing right, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I think just, I mean, looking back, you know, I was talking to my son today. He lives in Washington and just talking to him about, you know, his life and career and his family and stuff like that. And both my kids have an amazing, strong love for Jesus, right? Mm. And and I think that, you know, I don't know if that was me, you know, one thing that I did right, but I think just instilling them, you know, the love for God and love for people and to see them as adults. And, and you go through a lot of challenges to get there. You know, a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm not sure this is really going to work out. Maybe we should reevaluate what we're doing. But just to stick through, man, and, and, and continue to pray for them and to see them as, as adults that love Jesus and love people. And, um, you know, are investing, you know, in their kids and taking them to church. Um, it's probably the thing I'm most proud of. And, um, you know, knowing one day that, you know, my kids are, are going to be hanging in heaven with me is the one thing that I'd like to say, yeah, thank you, God. It's awesome. That's awesome. So, so you married your wife. That was a good Absolutely. one. Good job. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what I heard as far as the specific thing was you, you made sure they were in church. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did, was was there a season ever, and everybody's story is different, were there a season ever where you were like, oh, crap, they're going to go a different way, or, oh, yeah. or, or were they oh, pretty yeah. consistent? No, there was, I mean, there's there's always that season, right? And it doesn't matter how you parent, you know, and, and, and if you've got more than one, you're going to have two different paths and seasons that you go through. And even though you parent them the same way and do the same things, they're going to have different paths and seasons. And, uh, yeah, there was there was a season, and it was kind of, towards the end of, you know, my son's college days. And, you know, if he were sitting here, he could tell you the story probably better than I could, where there was a time where I thought, man, I don't, I don't know where we're going to make it. I mean, you know, there were, there, there were times and really hard times, man, where, you know, a lot of tears and prayer and, yeah. you know, begging God, you know, just mm-hmm. to, just to intervene in, in situations. And so there's a lot of challenges along the road. It's not always a smooth road. Right. But I think, you know, looking back on it now, you know, it's, it, I'm glad we stuck to it. Yeah. Good. How about how about you, Jeff? Something you look back and you go, "Well, at least I got that one right." Yeah, I married well, so that <laughs> yeah. starts it out. That's two the first for two thing. on that. Yeah. yeah, 
Uh, and, you know, I, I think, you know, marrying well and having the support of your wife just it challenges you as a man, helps you to become better. And then when that the children come along, you, you know, you have a couple people to hold a standard for your wife and your children. Uh, the second thing I would say, we, we our family is divided. We, we go before Christ and then after Christ. We had first two before Christ. So. I came to Christ later in my life, and so I was nowhere near him when we had the first two. Uh, our kids really didn't go to church. We didn't go to church. Um, fortunately, for the next three, we did. But what I, the one thing, and I'm still trying to do well, is I don't force Jesus on my kids uh, because, to me, that was a big turnoff. What I try to do is live my life and have them know who Jesus is through there, because I think that would have made the biggest impact in my life coming up. So that's what I try to do. Now, by God's grace, all of my kids are lovers of Christ. Uh, now, it's not easy, and it's not like they haven't strayed. I have a prodigal son, uh, but the thing is, I always tell them, God doesn't have grandchildren. So your relationship with Jesus is your own uh, and, you know, you can't live on mom and dad's faith. It's yours. So you grow your own faith. And for the most part, I think they've done that well with our help uh, as parents. But, uh, you know, and support like with Sun Valley, most of them have been here their whole life. So uh, I think that really helps is to have, uh, you know, try to live your life as best you can. It's not perfect. They know I'm not perfect. I always tell them I'm not perfect. I'm just saved. And that's just by God's grace. And then just, you, you know, find your relationship. How do you want your relationship to be with Jesus? It's yours. So just go find that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, so there's this thing I say all the time at Sun Valley. I'll say rules without relationship mm -hmm. equals rebellion. And then I'll say, but but rules with a good relationship over mm -hmm. time will equal righteousness. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you probably don't remember this. You, you didn't say it, <laughs> but I kind of got that philosophy. Yeah. From, from you, and then I was actually hearing another person speak one time, and they said something kind of like it, and yeah. I put your philosophy with that, yeah. and, uh, and that's, that's where that came from. And that's still a work in progress, because by, by no means am I, but sometimes as a parent, we come across like we are, and yeah. I always have to be reminded, you know, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. You know, I remember when I was 18. I remember when I was 29. I don't even want to tell them what I was like then, so, but, you know, it's, it's by God's grace, all of it. Yeah. How about, how about you, Steve? Something you look back at and you're like, well, we didn't get everything right, but yeah. but we got that part. We right. didn't get a lot right. I'm going to get this right. I married up. So <laughs> Three for Patty. three yeah, in the Patty. panel so far. Let's, let's just thing. say it. It's five yeah. for five. There, there you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I guess I would say is you can't control the outcome. You know, you you can do the best you can as a parent and you cannot control ultimately where your kids end up. And I think that's important. I would say the thing that I always hoped for, and I think I think we got this right, both Patty and I, is when you think about unconditional love, mm. it's so important. We, we learn about it in church relative to our relationship with Christ. But with our kids, I always wanted to know that my children would know absolutely with certainty that they couldn't do enough good to earn any more of my love. And they could never do enough bad to lose any of my love. And that was it. I figured if I could teach them that when they were young, it would be okay when we got old. And there have been so many times and things and situations in our lives where 
they messed up. We messed up mm. as parents, but they messed up. And they knew in those moments that they hadn't done near enough bad mm. to lose the love that Patty and I had for them. And I think if we can teach our children that and they can learn that concept, that will live with them for a lifetime and eternity. Yeah, so, yeah. And then one other thing, this is really important, and I'm, I'm going to give Patty credit for this, but we got this one right, and she drove this. And that is we had three kids. We now have 12 grandkids. And it was, it was like super important for Patty that each of our kids support their siblings in whatever it was they did, mm-hmm. games, concerts, you name it. And we have video of, you know, Kyle playing basketball and Aaron and Shannon in the background going, why are we here? I can't believe you, you know, <laughs> video after video. And, and Patty, she recorded it all. And, but we taught our children, we support each other as a family. We're always there for each other as a family. And now we've got 12 grandkids all in the Valley. When there's a soccer game, the cousins That's are all there. Fun. The cousins That's are all there because of what really Patty and, and then myself drove home with we're going to support each other as a family. So those are two things that's that I think, cool. you know. Yeah. That's that's great. Um, I've known Steve for a long time, and, and one of the cool things I saw on social media recently, so 12 grandkids? 12 grandkids. So, so Steve's written a song for each one of his grandkids. He rips off the melody from famous songs, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, later, as I got better, I was ripping off, you know, <laughs> melodies. Early on, they were pretty lame, but we got one for all 12, right? Uh, I, we, we can't show it uh, in the service today because of licensing issues, because he ripped part of it off. But uh, if you want to go on my social media, I'm, I'm going to post something on there that Steve did with his family uh, to sing over their youngest grandson, whose name is Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, Cruz, yeah. And uh, it is super cool. Past, Pastor Chad Moore on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, check that out, and I'll, I'll post that, that on there. Uh, Matt, kids are a little bit younger. We have been in a pandemic, lock it down situation. How crazy is it at your house with, tell me the ages again? Four and one. Four and one. Are yeah. you surviving? Are you making it? Well, I mean, I have to reiterate what everyone else said. Uh, the wife is key. Uh, yeah. She's at home with them right now, too. So, um, we are surviving very, I would say we're thriving. Yeah, yeah we are cool. very much coming together. Um, and the it, intentional time together has been really a blessing for us. Yeah. Matt is one of uh, our newest members on, on staff. And uh, he's going to be um, leading here in the, in the near future, uh, kind of in this season of being a, an apprentice in some way. So you're going to see more of, of Matt in the near future. But Matt came out of uh, education. Uh, you were actually the principal at my son's school for a little bit when he was in... Uh, That's when you were Mr. Moore. Kindergarten and first grade. <laughs> yes. yes, I love being Mr. Moore. Let's just go with that. It makes me feel important. We'll stick with um, This is kind of a sidebar question, but it just came to mind, so I'm going I'm to ask it. So, so you've literally seen hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of elementary age kids. You've been in education for a long time. You've seen parenting done right, parenting done wrong. Right now, we're, we're in the realm of what's right. Is there something you, you've just seen maybe a dad do or dads collectively through your time uh, as uh, a leader in education that you were just like, I learned something from that guy or generally from this group of dads that, man, if we could just all repeat that, yeah. that would be a win. Uh, you, the first thing that came to mind is when I was teaching fifth grade, um, this dad, whenever he would come in, he'd come into, he'd come to everything and he would say, um, 
I'm so excited to talk about my favorite topic, oh, his cool. son. And it was, that is excellent. man, I learned so, cool. I, it made such an impression on me, um, just the way we speak and talk about the people that we love. And, um, you know, that's exactly what I want that's people cool. to think when I talk about my kids, like that is, that is my favorite topic. Yeah, that's great. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that popped in. Yeah. That was a good answer. Um, now, okay, let's, other side of the coin. So um, what's something you look back at and you're like, oh, man, if I could redo that, I would. And, and, and I think we all have those moments. I have those moments. I'm going to talk about it in the sermon. So right now I'm going to give you guys the film time. But, but, but what's something you look back, you go, oh, man, if I could do that again, uh, I, I would. I got one. A little harder. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, mine is like a hidden uh, proud moment. Um, but I'll just tell a quick story. But you're cheating a little bit. If you don't bit. mind. Can I do that? Embrace the suckiness. <laughs> uh, well, I have a lot of suckiness. Okay, a hidden proud moment. It's a right. hidden proud moment. Um, my mother-in-law was driving my son around, and it, the topic of mistakes came up. And she was like, hey, is it, you know, is it all right to make mistakes? Do you make mistakes? And he goes, yeah, I make little ones. It's Okay. But my dad makes huge mistakes, <laughs> big ones. And she's like, oh, really? Tell me about that. <laughs> so uh, I had to explain to her later that I haven't made, I've made a lot of mistakes, but not, nothing too huge. Um, but it was also a really proud moment just because uh, it, you know, he, I want him to know that no one's perfect. Man, we are all going to mess up um, and that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's just so dead on. I, it, love is exchanged through reality. Uh, reality is simply humility. And, um, you know, I, I think there was a time in parenting where the thought was, you know, never never let your kids see you sweat kind of thing yeah. and, and give them the standard and all yeah. that. The, the problem is that just isolates you from your kid. You, you kind of teach them to lie to you when you have mm -hmm. that kind of posture. But when we approach each other with vulnerability, that that's very helpful. That's good. What are you guys? Well, <laughs> probably going to make your most mistakes with your oldest one. And so my oldest one is just my son. And that DNA thing works. So all the things that you see your faults, your fault, you see in them. And it just grinds you when you see it in them and going, don't do that. And you're sitting there going, well, you got it from me. But if it was something I had to do over and as the other children come on, I, I hope I've gotten better at it, is to not set a bar. Say, like, you can't cross. This is the standard. You cannot go past that. And I, I think I did that a little bit with my older son and my oldest daughter, like, you, this is the fine line. And I'm glad God doesn't do that to us because every line that he's put in front of me, I've crossed. So um, that that's something I wish I could have done a little bit better. Now, in that, with the mistakes I made, it helped our relationship grow because I had to come back and, you know, have that humility pill and go, dude, I wasn't right. You, you know, you, you're going to make your mistakes. Um, I, I can't set a standard. Christ sets that. Yeah. And he forgives us for for. Everything. So. Yeah. Just to ask, how many of you have? Uh, there's been times when you've apologized to your kids, <laughs> like, okay. like today. But keep your hand up for a second. Yeah, like today. I, I want you to see this because this is huge, and and what we're talking about. 
uh, an apology. Uh, I'm not perfect. Uh, will you forgive me? Opens the door for a real relationship. 100%. It's one of the sure. best things you can do. Yeah. The only way to experience real love is to be courageous enough to be the real you. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's so big, I think, especially with dads. Because moms, you know, that's their job. They comfort yeah. you and all you messed up. But to say, I messed up, it's okay to mess up in this family and, and we stick together. That's, that's just huge. Uh, something I'd add. Go ahead. No, go, go for it. Go uh, I was, something I'd add to that that I have a hard time doing is I messed up. And not saying, because you did this. Because yeah. <laughs> all of my mess-ups tend to come after you messed up. Um, but to model kind of how to really apologize and how to be sincere about that and just say, you know what? I shouldn't have yelled like that. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you did, um, you know I love you. And you know, and I know that I should never act that way. So I apologize. So Yeah, I agree. If your kids can learn from you how to say, I'm sorry, and I blew it. That's one of the best things you could teach him. Uh, I actually, now that I'm a granddad, 12 times, I wish, I wish, I wish I could do it over again as a dad. Because as a granddad, you just love your grandchildren. You just love them. And when, you know, your little nine-year-old granddaughter makes that first goal in soccer, she's not going to play for Team USA. It's not going to happen, you know. But as a dad, it's like, it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. Or when, when, when your young child has a problem with telling the truth, you know, they're not going to be like serial felons. But as a dad, everything's great or everything's terrible, and you just exaggerate. I did. You go to I, those extremes. I would go to the extremes every time, and I lose sleep yeah. over it, and I would have angst over it and all that. And as a granddad, I just love them. I just love them, and, so I enjoy, and, and I enjoy it. Now, I don't have to bring them home and deal with them, but the truth is I just have a different perspective, and yeah, it's a perspective, I just love you, and I want what's best for you, and it's just really cool, and I wish I could have that attitude over again, I guess. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, again, back to you guys who have a little more maturity on us. And, um, I need more find that. Is that I, 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 I don't know. You guys who are old, just you old guys. And I'll start with, with, with you, Steve, because I, I know I've, I've known Steve and his family for a long time. I actually watched you uh, lead your family for a long time. Uh, back in the day when I was in my young 20s, we, we went to church together, and uh, some of Steve's kids were in my youth group. But um, do, do you, because you're, you're, you're a pretty successful guy, uh, you know, work ethic, all of that. Do you feel like as you've gotten older, because you talked about those extremes, do you feel like with age and, and with maturity and in that, you know, hopefully some, some wisdom, you just chill out a little bit? Yeah, yeah you, you really do, uh, because you know that things will get better. You just know things will get better. Now, you know, when we make mistakes and our kids make mistakes, there are consequences. And those consequences vary depending on what the sin is. But we know, I know now, that there's a better day coming and they're going to be okay yeah. eventually. Yeah. That, that, so I just have that knowledge and I just, I do, I chill. And it's, a, it's just a way to, it's a much better feeling. Yeah. I, I think uh, in our culture, there, there's this little G God and, and, and his name is Potential. We got to all fulfill our potential. You know, the worst thing you can die with is potential. And I'm like, ah, the worst thing you can die with is a lack of a relationship with Jesus. You know, uh, there's no end to the potential God's demand. And, and, I, and I think as, as dads, if, if we worship the God of potential, we're, we're literally we're killing the soul of our kids. 
uh, just with that extreme, you got to do this, you got to do, you know, you're the next star of the NBA. You know, really? <laughs> all, all those kinds of things. I just think we've got to gauge that, teach our kids responsibility, success, work ethic. But, you know, we're not performance driven in our relationship with our kids. Yeah. yeah. And I would just say, Chad, that you, you want to, like, I want to encourage my grandchildren that they can be anything that they want to be. Absolutely. And they can grow and become great and outstanding at anything they want to be. Absolutely. But I also want them to know that I love them and appreciate them and value them, whatever they do. Yeah. Whatever they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's like this constant tension you have to manage for for sure. How about you, Dan? Something you look back on and you're like, man, I wish I could redo that one. A lot. (laughs) I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot of things come to my mind. I mean, we've all done stupid things, right? And, and I think like, you know, you were just talking about just like the pressures of society, you know, what they put on your kids and, you know, to play all of these sports and do all of these things and perform in class and then obey, you know, and all these great little, you know, Christian kids running around. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, you know, as a dad, you know, when your kids are younger, you kind of jump to these extremes like, oh, I told a lie. You're going to be, you know, you're going to prison yeah. <laughs> and you're not. You're not. And um, so, so I think like just looking back, like on things I would have done differently, um, I can relate to you in your defensive driving class. Right. One thing I would never do. This is a stupid dad thing is I thought it was important to teach my kid, my, my son, particularly. I don't know why I was so hard on him. It's just the son daughter thing. Right. I apologize. It's the dad thing. Right. But I thought it was important to teach him to learn to drive a stick shift. Right. And let's be honest, like. Very few of our kids are ever going to drive a stick, like, ever going forward, right? It just doesn't happen anymore. But I thought it was important to do it. I had to learn to do it. And so we went out one Sunday afternoon after church, and I put him in my stick shift car. And uh, I made him, I I said, you've got to start and stop this thing 10 times in a row without stalling it before we go back home. How'd that go? Oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) After like two and a half hours, and I'm not exaggerating, I was like, it just like, I was just, I'm sure I said some wonderful terms, right? You're never going to learn how to drive a car, right? You're never going to be able to do this. And, and we went home after coasting through an intersection or two. And, and he actually ended up learning to drive a stick, but that's, that's a whole other story. But I think just looking back and like things that I would, that I would probably change and do over again is, um, you, you really can't take back words that you say, right? Mm-hmm. In the heat of the moment. And we're all going to say some really stupid things to our kids. Um, and I wish I could take those things back, you know, in, in those times. But, but it's, it's, it's really hard. You can apologize, and, and we should do that. We raise our hands and say we, we've all done that. But I think, you know, some of those wounds, I mean, I, mean I, I think kids are begging and dying for just encouragement that they're not getting from the outside world. And when they come into the family, you know, that's got to be their, their safe spot. You know, so I think, like, like, one thing I would do is take back some words I'm sure I've said over the years, you know, and... And even though my kids and I have had this discussion on it, but, you know, you're in the heat of the moment, man. Pressure's on and, you know, you're going through certain things at work, whatever the case is, and you come home and something blows up. You know, your, your general reaction is to react, yeah. right? Instead of just to sit back and say, hey, when I'm, when I'm 80 years old, is this really going to matter if my son learned to drive a stick? Probably not. And I say this, the, you know, the second thing I do differently is, um, I don't know, I just, <laughs> using the, the car analogy again, you know, riding the passenger seat a little bit more, Right. Don't feel like you have to control everything. It's going to be okay. And, and listen more. I mean, just listen, listen, listen to what they're saying and their dreams and their fears and what's going on at school, you know, and deeply listen to that. I think those two things I would do is talk less, listen more. 
That's so good. I think from, if I could jump in. I, I, I got to just talk less, <laughs> listen more. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> I'm making a mental And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do because you're the leader. I mean, you're supposed to be you know, this, this to get your these point across. kids and your point across. And, <laughs> you know, the world's going to end if you don't listen, you know, and well, it's and, not and, that and, way. But real quick, on that point, I had a situation similar where my son was just doing stuff I didn't I didn't like, and um, I I wasn't listening, and I was frustrated, and I was talking and telling and teaching, and every time we got together, and I started driving him away. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, Patty came back to me and said, "You're you know you're losing your son, and you know you need to just love and listen." Was her advice best advice I ever got, and you bite your tongue. And you listen and you love, and eventually that relationship comes back. And then when they make a mistake or something bad happens, who's the first person they call? The person yeah. that listened and loved. Yeah. And so it, it's super important. I, I just, like <clears throat> literally two days ago, I'm in the car with my 17-year-old. And I'm like, hey, you want to go? You know, the restaurants are opening up again. I'm like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? He's like, yeah, can we see if mom wants to go too? And I'm like... Well, I guess, you know, and then she had, she had something going and, he, and we get done with whatever. And I'm like, Hey, you want to go get something to eat? He's no, let's just go home. And so it's quiet for about two or three minutes. And I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? He's like, well, I'm like, you always want to, you know, go get something to eat. And he said, dad, lately, I feel like every time we're together, mm. you're just interrogating me. Mm. And so I, you know, apologized. I'm an idiot. And then he said, I know why you're interrogating me because I, you know, I, I did this, this, and this. He goes, so I get it. He goes, it just, it gets old. And, uh, you know, Pastor Chad here, I'm hearing myself preach to listen is to love. And so I'm like, yeah. You were going to say something, Matt? Yeah. What I was, I was thinking about pride um, and how often when, when I become like a driver of my family, and this is kind of what you guys are talking about, like, we need to do this, and you, you know, this is so important. The long, the list of things that are really, really important for your mm-hmm. kids seems endless. Um, and by the way, that's probably one of the hardest things as a parent to to decide on what what is the what it really is the most important, and what's yeah. not. Um, but when I lose it, it's a, almost always a pride issue. You know, I'm I. I want to. I want my kids, my family, to be seen in a certain way. I want my son, my daughter to act in a certain way. And sometimes it's kind of cause for their good, but a lot of time it's a pride issue yeah. in my, in myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just say now that you're stepping into full-time ministry here, yeah. uh, it's not going to get easier <laughs> <laughs> because you, you have to totally set aside this glass bubble that you live in and go, dang it. They're not pastor's kids. They're just kids. kids. And I'm going to let my kids be kids. And anybody in the congregation that doesn't like it, they're going to hear from me. I'm going to let my kids be kids uh, so they can succeed and fail and just be who they are. And that's how we all are. And that's how God loves us. Can can I add one thing to that, too? Like, like, you know, talking about this and ministry. My dad was a pastor for— I'm sorry, man. You 50 some years. I do, actually. <laughs> well, we're on social but, uh, distancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, mean, I mean, so I get it. You know, the whole PK thing, and you guys are going to have a, you know, a whole other, other set of challenges. But, but, you know, it's interesting. Like, I always think, like, like you know, we're, we're really wrapped up in what we do all day long, right? Because we spend the majority of our time at, a, at an office or work doing something somewhere, right? And you come home and you kind of have that, too. To this day, I would give my daughter 100 bucks if you could tell me what I do for a living. 
because because she couldn't. She I mean she yeah. knows she knows where I work, yeah. you know, and you know I, I know you're on the computer all the time and kind of talking to people a lot and you travel a lot, but like she doesn't know because I always said, man, I don't like it's it's not what I do, right? It's just I, I want to be just kind of present. So I didn't really drill into what I did for a living, you know, just because it wasn't because it was kind of my thing, you know, and, and I didn't want it to be like what we do. Yeah. I don't know. They don't remember what we do. They remember who we are. Absolutely. And remember that you're there. Yeah. Right. right. You're present. Okay. It just occurred to me, we're sitting here having this conversation and it could be some moms. You're like sitting there going, he better be taking notes right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're thinking that, or, 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 it, or it could be you're a kid and you're like, I hope my dad, you know, was watching this, that he, did he get this? You're handing him a, a pen and a piece of paper. Right. Um, obviously it's father's day weekend. Let, let's be nothing but encouraging. All right. To all the dads, cause come on, let's be honest. All of us are screwed up and we're doing the best we can here. Okay. Um, one last, one last question. Uh, what's a piece of advice that, so we've talked about, hey, I think I got this right. Hey, oh, I wish I could do that again. But is, is there some kind of piece of advice that uh, maybe for some of the more mature gentlemen in the group here, you know, if I could go back to when I was 35, 40, this is what I would say, uh, or, or a piece of advice just that you would give anybody, like in, in the realm of, of being a good dad, just just remember this truth. Yeah, I've got one. Um, You know, when I was young, a young father, I had these dreams and aspirations of the great things that would happen with and for my kids. Mm. And those were what I thought would be the moments I would look back on and say, that was the greatest moment as a parent. And what I found after all these years, the greatest moment as a parent is not the state championship basketball game or the great concert or any of the achievements that my kids have had. And there's been plenty of that, and it's been fun and great. The greatest parenting moments by far are the moments when your kid messes up, maybe really messes up, and you are there as a parent to love and to encourage and to wrap your arms around them and say, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. And then you get through it with them, and and the relationship grows and is strengthened. And you look back and you say, that was the best parenting moment I've ever had. And in the end, it was, it was the best. So at any rate, don't, don't be discouraged by those really difficult moments. Love them, encourage them, and you'll look back and say, that was it. That's what helped us get to the place we are today. Yeah. So, can, can I add on to that question? Sure, absolutely. That was spot on and awesome. And I would just say, like, like I mean, to just add on what, what you just said is that, like, Success is defined, no matter what you're looking at, right, through just a whole set of experiences, mm-hmm. right, and constructive, you know, you know, relationships and confrontations and communication and so on. And, and families are no different. You know, you've got all these experiences you're going to go through mm-hmm. as a family. And uh, I agree. I mean, I mean, w- w- when you ask, like, our kids, and we like to play these games all the time right now through text messages, hey, what was your favorite memory, your favorite vacation, or your favorite time, that, favorite thing that we did? It wasn't the big giant moments, you know, as a family. It was like, oh, dad, you remember that time that, you know, we had to move and, you know, this was happening, that was happening. And, you know, we did something small and it was kind of cool. And those are the things that kind of, you know, that kind of jump back and they are good teaching moments. It's just these set of experiences and some experiences are going to be rough, right? I mean, and I would say it's not just about your, your kids just screwing up and hanging with them. It's about you screwing up, right? And going back and saying, uh, screwed up a little bit, but being willing to admit that and that it's, it's not about 
perfection. I've always said it's not about perfection. It's about just being present, you know, and just, just hanging out and fulfilling that responsibility and let God take care of all the details. And uh, what I would tell myself at 30 is, dude, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Just relax. You're not going to perfect kids. You're not going to be a perfect dad. And, uh, it's okay, you know, and, and um, there's, there's only one person like on earth that my kids can call dad. Yeah. And that's me. That's so good. And yeah, that's, that's me, good. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, they, when they think of me, I want them to smile and, yeah. and have those good experiences. And, and when, we, and we grew together. And when they get old, you just want them to hang out with you. Yeah. That's a goal. And, and like, I, like, when I get old, I just want them to hang out, and that's happening. Like, Which I still... Is, okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't want anybody to miss it. He said, presence over perfection. So if you're writing stuff down, that's a one-liner you're probably going to hear from me in the future. It's just so dead on. Presence over perfection. Jeff? I think, you know, through life, we talk about those teachable moments, and a lot of times they occur during adversity. Uh, All my kids have been pretty active in sports all their life, and I've always found moments, especially with my with my sons, you know, I can be hard on them because I was an athlete all my life, and... um, but, you know, when adversity happens, sometimes that's when I do my best work because I just shut up <laughs> and just go. It's nothing you can do or say in that moment of time. Just let them have their moment, learn how to collect, because if they're going to continue in sports stuff, that's going to be a big part of it. And then that helps them to equate that to life. And if it's something my wife always reminds me, you, you got to be more of an encourager. Instead of a driver, she said, you're really good at that. And that's the I kind of put it in this perspective for myself. I try to make my kids be like me, how my work ethic, how my drive, how my. But I don't want them to be like me in the bad things. But what I always try to remind them, they can be better than me. Kids go be be better than your parents. Every parent here, I think, would say they want their kids to be better, you know, and sometimes we need to step out of the way and let them do that. I'm not saying that I do, but (laughs) I I, I work on it. Uh, So I, I, I like my youngest son here. I've got four kids in front of him. And I sometimes I think I'm doing a whole lot better. And then sometimes I'm going dude, I did the same thing with all the rest of them. I want to be different. I want to be different. Well, I think it's some things we. We, we want to be the same. It's a foundation. All the other kids, like during this pandemic, what I'm seeing now is, is my kids are are talking to the younger kids about spiritual things. I went, whoa, who taught them that? The, the mom. But anyway, uh, but they're helping one another. Now, I always used to say your brother and sister trust me, will become your best friend. And, oh, no, oh, no. I'm like mm-hmm. down the road somewhere, your brother and sister will be your best friend. And, you know, it's starting. I'm starting to see glimpses of that. I'm, I'm sure you're a little bit ahead of you. You see that. Uh, but again, if I bring this all back, to, you know, don't try to make them be like you. Tell them to be better than you and help them yeah. help them be that because you, you, you know how bad you are. So <laughs> help them be better. Matt. Uh, you know, one one thing I pray a lot about is. And, and Chad, I, I stole some of this from you. I don't know how much from you, probably all of it. But uh, is to be a, an advocate for love, peace, and fun mm. in the house. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think back of my dad, and 
Dad's. I suck at that, which is why I have to say it, because it helps me. Yeah. But that's why I pray over it, man. Yeah. Uh, I pray for you, too, by the Thank way. Thank you. Yeah, you're Please welcome. continue. Um, I look back at, at my dad and, and dads in general, my dad especially. Um, they're you th- When you think of the memories, you think of the goofy, funny, uh, willing to – to be embarrassed, not willing, you know, they're not going to be embarrassed. They're just going to go do something goofy. And, uh, you know, those moments are so much more memorable than like the moments, uh, the big moments Mm -hmm. of awards and stuff like that. Um, so it's a good reminder for me to, and for all of us to like, man, what are we, what are we intentionally doing to be fun in our houses? Um, and it's okay. And, you know, from a non-planner, it's okay to plan those things too. It's okay to plan um, for like a crazy event, whatever it is, Um, just something different that uh, could end up being really memorable. And you you hit on a good thing, too. You talk about just praying for your kids. Man, there's nothing more important. Because, like, I I mean, I think everyone up here would say we don't have all the answers, right? But God does, right? And, And that's, and he knows our kids. And I just, I don't know, it's even when you don't want to. Right, even when you're busy, is just put that into practice every day, especially when they're little and praying with them. And you'll hear the craziest stories, right? And they'll expose the most amazing things at night before they go to bed when they're little. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're there praying yeah. with them, yeah. and uh, those are the things that I'll I'll cherish forever. Yeah. That's good, man. Well, one other quick thing: don't let things simmer in your family. Don't let them simmer. Patty's been really good at this in our family, but get things out. You know, you hear stories about siblings that haven't talked for years mm-hmm. or parents and, and uh, kids that, you know, are estranged. I don't, I don't get that. It, it, it happens, yeah. but don't let it happen in your family. I, as a pastor for 20 plus years, it happens all the time all the in t- every family. Yeah. And, and so make sure. Short. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, just, you know, if this was your last day, you just wouldn't let that come between you. Get it on the surface deal with it, talk about it, and come to some resolution, whether it's disagreement or not. Don't let it simmer. Get it out. Talk about it. And do that from the time they're little ones all the way until they're adults. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I always tell our kids, we're, we're not perfect. See the imperfections in us. See the good things. Because one day you'll be a parent. And, and, and the thing is, you get to be the parent that you want to be. You, you know, I remember things my mom said. I, I didn't have a dad. I had a mom that raised us. There's five big old boys in the house and some girls. And our mom was about five, two. And she looked at us. We said, yes, ma'am. But, you know, it's be the parent that you want to be. You know, I told my wife, I said, you know, I don't. I said, I'm going to do the best I can. I said, but I I know one thing. I said, by God's grace, you know, I I said, I want to be with my kids for their whole life. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was our first standard. I, I, and, you know, for me, it really had a significance. I said, I will not leave my kids. You, you know, no, you know, hell of high water. Boom. I'm yeah, here with good. them, you know. Uh, so, you, you know, by God's grace, you know, if I continue on for another 30, 40 years, whatever he's willing, I'll, I want them in my life. They're mine, you know. So. Well, thank you guys for sharing uh, some of your wisdom with us. And uh, as all of you have said, wisdom comes from mistakes and, uh, and learning from them. And uh, we're kind of all in process. But uh, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. To yeah. each of you. Likewise. Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. And uh, it's Miller time. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.